Hey, hey, brother, it's Randy. Hey, brother, how's it going? Good, how you doing? Hey, doing fantastic. How about you? I'm doing excellent. Good, 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 good. Good to hear, man. You're going good. Uh, Can't complain. Get excited, ready. Get ready to go in just a few moments. All right, brother. If you got the, I got you those, those. Right. I got the new report posted up uh, at the Metal Den. So talk, yeah. to, talk about Motley Crue and whatnot, and then we go talk about the report. Okay, Mick Mars, Mick Mars. Well, Motley Crue is Mick Mars is Motley Crue. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what everyone told me when I first broke the story that he was out of the band. They said I was full of crap. They said, that's all I heard all day long for weeks. Mick is Motley Crue. Yeah, they're starting to realize what we've been talking about for the last year or so. They're starting to realize, hey, wait a minute, that guy was right. <laughs> Rocket's been right about everything. <laughs> They've been right, sir. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, how funny is that, dude? And I'm sorry, I, I'm not trying to brag or nothing about my family and stuff, uh, uh, but someone got under my, you know, got under my skin about this whole thing with uh, Howard Stern being the king of all media, and I said, that's just not true. Oh, man. It's not true. I mean, you know, he he can think like that, but that's just not true. I mean, he has a successful show, That's that's true, but... And he did do a movie once, um, so he's kind yeah, of crossed. He's, a lot of media. Yeah, he's, a lot of big shows. And being that I work at this radio station, a lot of these major shows call me to want to put their morning shows on this station, and they got a lot more listeners than Howard Stern. Yeah, and people barely even know some of them. I'm way so, bigger than Howard Stern, dude. I mean, I the, the views I the, the the impressions I get alone just what I'm doing on the Facebooks bigger than him, man. Um, he, they, they just the people that love him just want to love him. Yeah, they, they just, just say they just say stupid that's, shit, you know. That's stupid. fine. They can love him all they want. I mean, he came out in a time when he was doing something different in radio, which is fine, but it was all for Ted, and I actually but know could people. He, he could not. He, did, know, he had radio. I didn't. I didn't have anything to create the metal band. Yeah, I, well, I didn't I, have a, a fucking radio station. He had a radio station. I didn't like Bory with Blabbermouth. I didn't have. He was put on the server for Roadrunner Records, the biggest you know heavy metal label. Yeah, you're going to have yeah. some success when you're you're getting you know help with that. But I really, I had to go it at my own now. Uh, well, I got like yeah, I, said, I think I think it's I think it's important to note that my family are are, are Lithuanian Jew immigrants. Yes, yes, yes. That came I to mean, you know to came to America and you know my family the Annenbergs you know um, created TV Guide. You ever heard of that? Yeah. yeah. So well, you know what now with me and what I'm doing and being on the YouTube, I can claim now that I've got more combined with all my streaming. Online, the radio streaming, my personal streaming, the streaming on the Navajo Nation, the YouTube and everything. I got more listeners and viewers than One American News and Newsmax put together now. Now, I'm not sponsored. I'm not seeing it. I'm not there yet. You're, you are there with CNN. I'm not there yet, but I'm beating them, brother. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. That's it. Congratulations. That's great, man. But, uh, but also... Uh, with Howard Stern, I knew people that knew Howard Stern, and everything he did was fake until he got put on ETV and he was out there in Los Angeles when he actually had the playmates be able to show up in the studio. Yeah. That was the only real time he had naked women in the, and I hate to say it like that because I don't want to offend any of my listeners, but that was the only time he really had nude women in his studio for real the first time in his career. Gotcha. Because the whole time that they were doing that on the road, every radio station they went to, him and Robin and, and, and the comedian Jackie the Joke Man, they did all these voices. And they had women call in pretending to be nude and stuff that were not just to get the listeners. Yeah. And that's how they audience that uh half the stuff he did was fake. But that's radio, you're supposed to do that. Yeah, he, I mean he was he's 
there's no doubt what he did at his in his time was uh, was an amazing thing um, and, and a phenomena. But you know, let's get real. I mean, that's been a long time ago, and he just doesn't have the same audience anymore. Right. He doesn't. I mean, it's just it's not the same fervor that it used to be. I mean, the guys that were into him 20, 30 years ago were almost dead. Yeah. You yeah. know, so. I mean, it's, it's fine for if, if people still like him. It's fine if people. He had the show on the TV I thought was pretty funny. We used to play pool at my buddy's place in Venice, and we used to have that on at, at night, and we used to laugh or whatnot at it. And uh, I remember seeing that. Uh, it was, I guess, a version of his. Of his. Well, Radio on satellite, show. he lost a lot of people. That was the thing. He went on satellite to get more extreme, but the thing about it is, it was more extreme being on regular radio because his company had to pay the FCC on December 31st every year. They paid for a full year whatever he was going to do. <laughs> and this is for real. There's the FCC uh, a lot, lot logins and stuff where people paid for that radio station for whatever he was going to say the full year. And it was a lot of damn money, dude. Okay. And I was, you know, but when he went on satellite, you don't have to worry about that on satellite. It's like being on HBO. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah, but then he's, he's given up a little bit, you know, he's given up some audience because it's not as mainstream. Or, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, not I mean, everybody uses serious. Under, I'd rather be under the NBC rules where I get more listeners than try to be somewhere and make people have to purchase my show yeah. on satellite radio. Yeah, I just it's like it's dreaming free, come on. He's not he's, he's not hitting the same numbers he was. And you know, uh, no. he's still he's still going. And I've seen him still do his little yeah. interviews and whatnot, but he's just not what he used to be, you know. Exactly, exactly. Alright brother, we're getting ready to go out here in just a bit in thirty seconds. We're gonna get ready to kick it off. All right. Hope everybody's ready. <laughs> I to talk about Bonnie Cruz. I to talk about some of the other oh, yeah. uh, music that's going well, on. We're, just, we're close by, uh, less than a couple weeks, right, from, from Mick dropping the uh, ten, uh, nine days now, nine days away. Oh, wow. Remember, and everybody said right, I was man. full of that, too. Well, here we are. We're going to get some Mick music, man. Come on. Here we go again. Um, make sure you get up on the mic a little bit so we can hear you. All right. All right, brother. That sounds good there. Gotcha.
did CNN, Fox, all that. This is the king of real journalism. King of heavy metal. King of heavy metal journalism. King of journalism. And my friend, the man from TheMetalDen.com. That's right. TheMetalDen.com. It's Randy Rocket. Cody, good morning, Randy. Oh, hey, thank you. Good morning. I feel like I'm getting ready to enter a heavyweight championship here. So, are the world champion, brother. You oh, okay. Are. I've already won, huh? Yeah, you are. That explains that body that's laying out flat, flat out in front of me. Okay, I got it. I'm the champ. Okay. That's right. You're knocking them all out. We're gonna get a WWE title belt that has your name on it. Triple H, all the big listeners, one needs to be. Oh my goodness, man! It's great to have you as always. Uh, uh, and of course, we're going to dive into uh, the topic today. Is going to be Mark Epstein, the brother of Jeffrey Epstein, plays the brother with Bird. We'll get into that in just a few moments. That's our hot topic of the day. But I want to get into some metal music and music news. We're going to talk about Molly Crew, Mick Mars, the drama, the courtroom, and all that. But before we get into that, I do have one. One note of music. I'll talk about our man Ozzy Osbourne. He may be going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Your thoughts on that, brother? Well, uh, yeah, that would be for his solo career. Of course, he's already been you know, put in with Black Sabbath. But, uh, yeah, I think definitely Ozzy's had an amazing solo career. I think that he definitely deserves that. Um, you know, just last year he had back-to-back -back number one singles. Uh, that's the first time in his career. Uh, actually, it was a uh, year before last with patient number nine. And he's, uh, you know, granted his, his health has, has declined uh, and it's it's really limited him now to being able to make any uh, concert appearances. Although there is a planned now uh, final two concerts that will take place in um, Birmingham, right. England, uh, where, you know, where he's originally from. That's what Sharon Osbourne is planning, these two final concerts that... Apparently, they're going to get him, you know, up on the stage for these last two shows so that he can say goodbye to the fans. Needs to be. Well, he's a legend. We love him in Black Sabbath. We loved him as a solo artist. He brought us some of the greatest guitarists of all time. J.K. Lee, Randy Rhodes, and even Zach Wilde were a part of his crew. Uh, that he brought some of the greatest guitarists of all time. And the best, best bass drum duos of all time everywhere over the years. So not only is Ozzy great solo, but his band was also great, um, Randy. So, yeah, he I, mean, did. I think he deserves a lot of credit for what he did with his solo career. For a guy to yeah. leave Black Sabbath, well, he got kicked out. Uh, fired. Right. He got fired. He was staying exactly. in, he was staying of all places, Hollywood, where I'm from. He was staying in a hotel. <laughs> yeah, he was staying in a hotel there on the Sunset Strip. Uh, as I understand the story uh, correctly, in, in and around that area, and that's Sharon came by to drop off some money that was owed to him, and saw this strung out, you know, just loser who, who was out of his mind because, you know, he'd lost the job in Sabbath, and he right. didn't have any more musical identity. So, right. you know, Sharon, you know, was able to see, you know, she's the the, the daughter of Don Arden, who was the the manager of Black Sabbath. So she right. grew up around all that. She understood um, the nuts and bolts of the music business, which a lot of people just don't understand. When I talk to you guys about this stuff and I, and I get after different people out there, personalities like an Eddie Trunk, who, who really don't have any promotional back, you know, they don't have a, a marketing background per se, like in, in this business. Uh, they, right. just, they just don't have a clue of how to get things done. They can talk and they can be a, you know, a, a figurehead, uh, right. But they're not the nuts and bolts of it. Sharon's the nuts and bolts of the business. She, yes, she she's like her father, and so you know she deserves a lot of credit for uh, yeah. the success that that because Ozzy, I mean, he went from being a zero to a hero all over again when he did yeah. his first when he did his debut solo album. So exactly. you know it's it, it's a, it's a really an amazing story because you know everybody had counted out. I remember when all that happened. Uh, and everybody counted him out, and then boom, you know, Flying High Again and Crazy Train. I mean, these are some of the most epic, legendary songs, I don't think just in heavy metal history. I think in music history. Yeah, that's it. It is. It's, it's classic, good classic, heavy metal, classic rock, good music. And um, when it 
just go into the Hall of Fame as Ozzy Osbourne solo. And I'm, I'm feeling that governor saying this announcement. But do you think that he that they will possibly even induct some of his band members? Like, will Randy Rose ever get inducted in there with him or separately? Or do you think any of the other guys will ever get inducted? Or is it just going to be Ozzy solo? That's a great question. Um, you know, it's probably going to be just Ozzy, I would think. Um, okay. You know, I, I think that it, that's what this, this, this is about. It's for Ozzy. But, um, right. you know, certainly his guitar players are a big part. You know, all those guys you've mentioned. Um, yeah, what, Brad Gillis was there for a bit after, okay. uh, after Randy. Um, you, you've had lots of different players over the years. Uh, you know, the, the thing of it is, is, again, Ozzy, I think, really deserves some credit. For what he achieved, yeah. you know what he did uh, was with his backup against the wall to be able to produce those classic albums that he did with Randy Rhodes. I mean, that's just it's stuff that's historic. It's going to live on forever, and uh, and I think it's just a, I think it's a great um, you know testimony to what they achieved together, uh, even though Randy did die so young. Yeah, we're going from Ozzy now. To Mick Mars, aka Motley Crue. So many fans out there are starting to say, everybody starts saying, Mick Mars is Motley Crue. Well, we've been telling you this for a couple of years now on the show here since Randy's been on the show with me. He's been telling you this guy forever. Let's talk about what's going on in the Motley Crue camp, Mick Mars, the drama, the court, the lawsuits, and all that stuff. What's going on in the latest news in the Motley Crue world? Well, we know that they're moving to uh, private arbitration. Like I said, they were they were going to, and that, that was um, just announced here this past month, uh, where they had a, had a ruling that um, you know Motley Crue had been holding back some uh, legal important legal documents. Uh, banking uh, documents, financial documents from McMars um, that, you know, that they basically got a slap slap on the wrist pretty hard, um, Motley Crue's team, and were ordered to uh, pay his legal fees. Uh, beyond that, the, this is now going to get into, you know, the real war, the real meat and potatoes of the battle. As I've been telling everybody with the, uh, the potential for you know what Mick's trying to do is first off is just trying to get his get his his uh twenty five percent back that was you know reduced down to five percent. Then they brought that offer back up to seven percent as a like a severance from the band. But Mick did not want to leave the band. He did not want to. All he was wanting to do was was step down from doing any uh you know world touring. He wanted to be right. more selective in the playing historic venues and exactly. and which is he, he should have that say i mean he's the guy that named the band he's the he's one of the founding members he's been the most consistent member he's never gone off in the 41 years that he was with the band he never ever went off and did anything he never quit the band you know he didn't he didn't uh go off to do another project or anything he waited even for his solo album to be released uh so you know, and he was had music that he was creating being kept off of the past several Motley Crue albums. So he was kind of put in a bad position. And that's why I told everybody I knew all about this coming into the stadium tour that Mick wasn't really happy with doing the stadium tour, coming out of retirement after the fans were told they're not coming back. Uh, he wasn't really thrilled with the dirt, you know. Um and, and, you know, he just, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, Nikki saw, you know, another opportunity and, and put, put the whole circus back out in the road. Now, Mick and I, I told all of you, um, I really feel that there was a, there was a, 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 a plot hatched from the outset to go after Mick's money. And, and and to sabotage the the stadium tour, which Mick himself says it was the worst thirty six shows he's ever performed with the band. And and I caught Tommy Lee fake drumming towards the end of the stadium tour. This is after he has said he broke his ribs uh, walking down some stairs carrying some luggage. When the truth is that he got to fight with Vince Meal as, as he as he called him during the final rehearsal in, in a kind of an argument, and that led to him being tackled apparently and hitting his. Um, his his drum kit and injuring himself. So 
you know, they, they've been hiding all this stuff from the fans. Uh, the, the infighting has been going on nonstop, like they're a bunch of high schoolers. And they and they said all along, you know, that Mick was the problem. Come on, are you kidding me? Mick is getting ready to drop his, his debut solo album here in nine days. I told you all that was coming. Everybody said, oh, you're full of it, you know. It's not going to happen. That thing's been coming out for years. Well, I, I don't know what to tell you, but uh, I'm right again. The album's going to drop. I was the first guy to even uh, to, to give uh, you know the rock news media the the goods on the the release the yeah. official release date and the uh, the pre-order links. So that's something that everybody else dropped the ball on. You can't you know bring out this legendary guitar player. And I think there might be some sabotage going on in the rock music industry, some jealousy against Mick yeah. because. I had to be the one that literally I had to to mail that out, email that out to all the major distribution points in, in rock music uh, media, uh, including radio, to get them to get that information up. The day that Mick was dropping last uh, around Halloween, his uh, first single. So this is a rock and roll business. You cannot <laughs> you can't put something up online and not have a pre-order link, you know, and you can't not have the. You know, Trunk didn't do this either. Like I said, Trunk had had Mick on the show, had it on on his radio show on Sirius. Uh, you know, they had a perfect. Well, they had all these eyeballs, and I said I'm sitting back because I had the information from the night before, and I'm sitting back going, "Does anybody know what the hell they're doing?" No, they don't. So I was like, "Okay, well, I'm just going to go ahead and drop all the information now," and that's how it worked, and that was the way to do it because you got to get everybody pre-ordering. Now he got six hundred thousand plus uh, on that. First, uh, the first video he put out, and you know, if you don't have that pre-order link available at the same time uh, to the media on that same day, you know, the pre-orders aren't going to be existent. They'll be non-existent. So, you know, we're looking probably a first week uh, unit sale. I'm thinking it's going to be uh, somewhere between 100, 200 thousand is what the goal is for just the first week. Wow. Yeah. It might have been fifty thousand or less without my help. So that's all I can tell you. That's how that's how big of a, of a, a goof they they did. And and I'm proud to be able to say, you know, I told you so again. You guys don't know what you're doing. Uh, I'm always one step ahead of everybody else, and that's why tens of millions of people bum rush my my website on a regular basis. That's true. That is true, guys. You know what's exciting because we've been talking about this problem of Molly for a couple of years now for going to be coming on the show. Uh, also, Mick Mars, I'm excited about the new album. Supporting Mick Mars and everything. Uh, we're going to get more into Tommy Lee in just a few moments, so we're not going to talk too much more about the uh, Motley Crue because, you know what, we're going to get ready to take a break because I want to get to our hot topic of the day. But before we do that, any other metal news that we need to know about that's going on out there? Uh, well, we've got, there's lots of uh, news you'll find over at TheMetalDen.com. We've got Master is joining the campaign for musical destruction tour with Napalm Death. Uh, you can check out that information. Uh, All for Metal has signed with Raining Phoenix Music. Uh, so some new signing uh, going on there. And In Flames has uh, digitally released Foregone, which is a B-side off of the Become, Become One album. So all sorts of different news you'll find there. Uh, MetalDen.com as well as my personal site, RandyRocketCody.com. Now, we're going to take a break, come back more with Randy Rocket Cody with us this morning on the show as we continue to, to move forward, ladies and gentlemen, on the Rhino Radio Penitentiary and Lockdown. Here's a little bit of Mick Martin. I song I'm done. Taking us into the break. Stay with us. More on the way, Rhino Radio Penitentiary with our friend Randy Rocket Cody from TheMetalDan.com right after this. We're going to get into the hot topic of the day. Get ready for it. It's really exciting. Next. All right, brother, we're at the break. All right. Great job. Play a little bit of mixed songs. Oh, yeah. Tattoos. Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, it's a little bit so that they don't cut the show off. Yeah, really. All right, let's see. Boom, boom, boom.
Epstein claims brother was murdered. Uh, did Tommy Lee's jesters over the hit? Now you've got to understand. There's a couple different articles, uh, reports that have come out in the past uh, couple of weeks that I put out that have built up to this to this article. Now um, the jesters referring to the Royal Order of Jesters, which are a, a offshoot of the Freemasons and the Shriners. Now they're noted as being you know a, a fun type of group they get together for social gatherings that that are like parties and what's happened is they've gotten there's if you if you google the royal order of jesters you'll you'll see that they've had some sexual misconduct um allegations brought against them at some of these parties involving prostitutes and you know just some some things that uh that have kind of uh, caught the attention of people. Uh, but what everybody needs to know is that this is uh, an invitation-only group, and um, they're the the elite of the elite belong to the to the actual jesters um, membership. And there there's uh, a lot for people to learn about that. A lot to learn about the history of uh, like the Knights Templar and how that's how that's. I've talked to you guys before about that. How that is what started the Freemasons and, and that whole movement. And so, uh, but what people need to understand is there was a Watergate style break-in that happened in Brentwood of all places, Brentwood, California, where the OJ Simpson uh, debacle took place many years ago in the nineties. Uh, my parents, I'm, they, they actually lived there. Um, you know, so I, I've grown up, grown up around that area. Uh, they've been living there specifically in Brentwood since 98. Um, right. next, they live next door to the guy that was Ron Goldman, where he was living. The, the guy that was, that got killed with, uh, with Nicole Simpson. So lived right literally there. The, the, uh, the restaurant where he was working at, where he walked the sun, the sunglasses of the mom's back down the street to her place. Uh, that was literally across the street, you know, across Mezzaluna, across the street from my parents there in Brentwood. So, I mean, just right. really fascinating. Um, but what people have to understand is that there's an office there in Brentwood that's for Michael Citrick, 
uh, PR, uh, they handle basically like high profile clients, damage control in, in the, in the media, the press, uh, for, you know, different clients ranging from Harvey Weinstein, uh, to Jeff Epstein, to Tommy Lee out that office. Well, there was a break in at this office over the holidays. Okay. Uh, uh, late last year, uh, going into the new year of this year. And it was not officially announced until I believe it was the second or the third of January that it was actually announced in the press uh, that this break-in happened. And what right. was what was stolen were computer servers. So this is okay. yeah, this is very important. Again, this is the Watergate-style break-in. Uh, that's uh, to me is just uh, you know it's it's a, it's it's a smoking gun in terms of look we're talking about this woman Sarah Ransom who is saying that she's. Uh, there are sex videotapes that exist of uh, that that Epstein apparently secured himself for blackmail, and these yeah, which makes sense. You know, when you're dealing with these type of people and and you want to cover your butt in case something goes down against you, then you've got this stuff now. That sort of thing, you know, when you, makes you immediately a marked man because when you're dealing with these elite people, um, yeah. and I told you all before, people, you know, they have they have their own hitmen. Um, you know, it's it's put him, you know, it, he was became a marked man, and so that uh, those computer servers that were stolen, it's okay. believed that these videos are on those servers. Yeah, that's um, you know still up in the air. We don't know for sure who it is. It's okay. it's being rumored that it's either it's it's either a combination or or one of them that's being uh, that's being that's being outed. Uh, right. Prince Andrew, uh, Richard Branson. Bill, Clint, Bill Clinton, uh, Tommy Lee's name is up there, and that's why people are, are there's um, there's there's suspicion that Tommy Lee, because Tommy Lee used to date um, supermodel Naomi Campbell, yeah. and she's in the middle of this because you know she's uh-huh. denying that she had anything to do with Epstein's ring. Um, right. You know, and she had I guess another kid last year or something. How did she? This woman, you know, she had a kid at like fifty three. Um, so she's trying to stay away from all of this, but there's the only problem is, is that uh, there are these parties that she was, she was part of that they were her parties and that these girls are making these allegations about, uh, sex taking place in around these, these, uh, these events that she was, uh, part of, but she says she, and she's in pictures with these girls, but she doesn't have, she says she, she, didn't have any clue what was happening to these girls. So uh, now she dated Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee, there's there's suspicion that um, that what has been divulged in my most recent reporting is that that it's believed that Jeff Epstein was uh, the head of the Royal Order of Jesters, and that and that he was. Now this was dropped uh, actually last year. I did not drop that um, actually. Um, I had been kind of telling y'all that that was kind of who was behind things. Uh, so okay. when it was officially named for me, that was like, great. Okay. Um, I don't have to do all the legwork. So with that known, with that known, yeah, that puts a major, you know, he's, he's, you know, it's like being, you know, in, in, in it's like being in charge of the mafia. It's a higher brow version of, of the mafia. Um, they have their, their own leadership. In this, in, it's a gang, and you know they uh, do things secret, very secretly, like you know, like they do in, in the Freemasons, and uh, and they cause they cause a lot of uh, different types of uh, political chaos, is what is what they've done over the years. I mean, it's just that's all factual. Um, so there is there is, as I said, there is. Uh, you know, interest now in the Tommy Lee angle of this story because of his connection to Naomi Campbell 
And because there is belief now that with the, with these sex videotapes that are said to exist now, according to this Sarah Ransom, who did an interview last month with uh, Good Morning Great Britain, uh, she says the right. tapes exist. And with this break-in that just happened, it's got everybody, you know, you know, paying attention more than ever to this case. Oh, yeah, I, I guarantee it does. You know, and, and, and I, I mean, the break-in and what's on the server, uh, all these people, there's a lot of people on that list that's already been released. There's people who probably never denied, and there's people that, um, you know, from all sides of the aisles and, and uh, like I say, political parties, stars, I mean, all this ring has been going on for years because you've been talking about it. And Mark Epstein, the brother of Jeffrey, claims that his brother Jeff was murdered to silence him. And they covered it up like it was a suicide. Do you think there's a possibility that someone like Tommy Lee, and of course you already said that they had their own, you know, people, had Epstein silenced like a top security hit? Do you think Tommy could have done something like that or anyone else? Sure, absolutely. Um, you know, as I explained in, in, in this article, you'll be able to see how I uh, parallel this story, Epstein's story, with Chris Cornell's. And Chris right. Cornell's, you know, they said that he committed suicide and there was a uh, ligature strangulation marks. Um, and damage that's not consistent with a hanging. Now, the same thing with Mark Epstein's saying about his brother is that there would be a much higher mark on the neck when you're hanging exactly. yourself. As opposed to being more like in the middle. And so that's, uh, you know, that along with um, burst eyes um, and just the signs of, of what would look like, uh, like a physical, more of like a physical altercation type struggle um, than someone who's just taking their own life. And so, uh, you know, certainly, you know, people have to understand that, you know, when you get this high level including in the mafia or anything, you start to develop, you get intelligence agency um, contacts. You get people that, that work outside of um, the normal uh, realm of, of things. And you have access to people like Mossad and uh, the CIA. And, you know, they have their interests. And so these things, uh, you know, can get out of control real fast when, when you're talking about uh, the types of things that they were all involved in at these parties and, you know, it's, and, and there's underage girls there, I mean, I don't know what they expect to happen. So, and, I know, right? you know, and so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one I mean, thing, you know, if it's one thing you're going to do these things and keep it, you know, it's, it's not good to do them at all, but if you're going to do it, you would think you'd do it privately. You wouldn't have a party and do it. I mean, it's like, wow. So, but I'm telling you all, that's how it's done in Hollywood and that's how it's done you know, there's parties where you'll go to a party, you'll end up at some big party in the mansion in the hills. And, and before you know it, you know, uh, you the room is cleared out all around you. And, and, and the next thing you know, you're standing in front of a, of a ritual going on. And you have no idea why you even stand there. But now it's too late because, you know, you can't leave. You're Now, if you do leave, they're going to have to kill you and your family because you know everything. So, you know, people have to be careful of who they hang around with and... Uh, and and you know what what they're what they're doing because you can find yourself in that position one day. Yeah, I mean you know, and the thing about this, I mean, and to me, here's the thing, you know, some people believe it was suicide. Some people, I like, can look into your articles and read and feel and look at what you bring to life. But um, big disclaimer for me. One less pedophile in this world, so I'm not really feeling sorry that Epstein was either murdered or he killed himself in this situation. He was a big part of all of this, and all these names are going to come out one way or the other. When we got great reporters and journalists like you, Randy, that are covering this stuff, we're going to get all the names of some of the high-profile people. So if they killed him, it was useless to kill him because their names are still going to come out. Well, it's you know uh, I think it just shows the desperation, especially with the break-in that. Yeah. that happened in Brentwood, that there's something very serious out there with these, these tapes that Sarah Ransom saying exist. And, uh, you know, that could really be the death nail for, for everyone that's trying to hide from, uh, from, from being exposed. And, you know, this might not be, you know, this, uh, 20 years that they gave, uh, you know, Ghislaine Maxwell, this, this could be only the start of what we see, uh, you know, happening. And, and, and in the case of McMars and his legal suit, if, if there wasn't any, uh, 
you know, major fallout for, for Tommy Lee. He might have to forfeit his his shares in the band, and yeah. and then well, that yeah, would that would change everything. <laughs> yeah, Mick got more now. Yeah, Mick got more, and you know, uh, we're not sure how that's all going to work out, but. You know, I think I think Mick deserves, at the very least, I think he deserves to be reinstated back to 25%. And I think that Mick should, at least, at the bare minimum, be given 1% extra to 20, 26% uh, for yeah. the troubles that he's been put through. And so that they cannot they cannot vote you out of the band after he's above 25%, even if it's just 26%. So that's what I'm hoping for, is that the judge sees, uh, you know, to do the right thing on this. And isn't swayed uh, one way, uh, you know, from from the other guys in the band to go against Mick in his ruling. But that's what we're looking at here. There is potential for Mick. He could be given. He could be given. Uh, he could be given up to you know the shares to get him up to the uh, to over fifty percent, which he becomes majority shareholder at that point, and then he can he can take over the band and do what he wants. So. There's a lot going on, a lot at stake with this, with the case uh, uh, with Mick Mars and, and also with what's going on right now with the Epstein and uh, Tommy Lee, you know, saga. Exactly. And, and, and there's a lot of profile, high profile people that are seen on the, these videos, of course, we don't know quite yet, but is there, if we're going to talk about Naomi Campbell again, other than, of course, we know Tommy Lee, Naomi Campbell's connection, part of this. Who, do you, who are some of the high-profile, potentially high-profile people seen on this video? We've already named a few that we already know that, of course, you and I have been speaking about for years. But is there anybody else that might be on there that would be of a surprise? Um, well, there's, you know, there's always Will Smith. There you go. Um, Kevin Spacey would be a name that I would say could possibly... Um, Dershowitz. Okay. Um, so just those are a few of the names of the others that have been rumored that could be possibly on these these I sex tapes. It. I believe it. I believe it. And then maybe the guy that uh, from that '70s show that Danny Masterson. Uh, I haven't heard anything about uh, Danny uh, other than you know he just got his uh, he just got thirty I years I believe didn't he thirty. Uh, for his um, for his sexual uh, assault case, okay. um, so yeah. he's he's going to be away for a while. Um, oddly enough, I ran into him with a friend. I was uh, at a Radiohead concert at the Hollywood Bowl, and we were going back. State, we were, my buddy loved Radiohead. He wanted to go meet the band. Hang on, I I could care less. Not as one to right, get right, home. Right. But the next thing you know, we're standing at the we're at this entry for a party that they were holding an after party, and the kids from that '70s shows were saying, "The redhead girl." They're all standing right around me, and uh, I'm telling my buddy, you know, uh, you know, just, you just go in, you go in. I'll wait for you out here. And so he tried to get uh, Danny Masterson came walking out, and my buddy tried to get his ticket to to get, be able to get in, and, uh, and and Danny said, Danny said, no, you know, he's he's in a. Uh, He'll be coming back to go back in there, and I was like, "Yeah, right, he will." But, uh, but anyways, that was our little bump in with with Danny at the Hollywood Bowl, you know, late one night seeing radio. Wow. <laughs> wow, you know what? It's it's great to have all this uh, information and everything. Um, and we're gonna get one more question about anything before we get some more uh, uh, views of what's coming up in Holly and all that kind of stuff. Do you think? Uh, Jeffrey himself set out to take down his own ring of putting these videos out. Yeah, I think that that's what this looks like. I think that okay. it's clearly, you know, I think that he saw the writing on the wall ahead of time. Yeah. That, you know, that he was, he's, he's involved with some very serious, seriously powerful people, including the Clintons, and we know about their body count. And oh, yeah. And so, you know, he had to he had to have known all along that he has to protect himself and have uh, these forms of blackmail against these people. And uh, we don't know yet exactly how how that was all leveraged. If there was, uh, you know, if he was getting money from people. We've heard about other celebrities that have had to pay out people and they've lost all their money because they kept paying out to the person that was extorting them with blackmail. 
happens all the time. That's why you be careful. Even if you make a bunch of money in this world, if you're stupid and you make the wrong decisions, that stuff can be taken from you real quickly and, and through extortion. Uh, there are people out there specifically looking to extort you out of your money every day, believe it or not. So, yeah, you know, that people have to understand that when you get to this level, you're in this high level money game, uh, you know, there's people are going to watch their back. You know, you've got to watch your back and and anything can happen. And so, yeah, I think he, he definitely knew that he had to have something to protect himself. And then when everything went down, that's why it's kind of suspicious with Mr. Citric who's called the fixer for Epstein, uh, that that he says he has no clue about how this break-in happened or anything. With There's no signs of physical force entry. It looks like an inside job. Uh, he knows Tommy Lee, right? Yeah. And it just seems real suspicious to me that, you know, he's saying that, you know, that, that, he doesn't know what's going on and he doesn't understand when, you know, the guy's taking, he's taking retainer fees from, from child rapists. Yeah. And, you know, and, and he's saying that he doesn't understand what he's, he's involved in. That doesn't really make much sense. And so there's, there might be reason to, you know, think that he had, he had, um, he could have been given, you know, those tapes yeah. by Epstein himself and and uh and and put those and was was you know put those on those servers with the intent to disseminate them somehow and wow. uh and and that's when you know he somehow is tipped off uh, uh tommy lee is somehow tipped off about those uh videos being at that office and that's why the break-in happens so um you know, those are Tommy stomps. You know, I mean, that's Brentwood where that happened is like literally not that far from the Sunset Strip even. So, um, you know, it doesn't put it out, out of the realm of, you know, possibility that that someone like him and going back to Epstein uh, potentially being murdered in his cell, you know, that they have someone put hands on him. You know, it happens all the time. You know, you can be murdered inside prison by an outside, you know, person uh who's put the hit out on you to have you hit on the inside they could pay off the person the person could be touched by Mossad or somebody they could they can even put somebody in on the inside um uh, in in a in a guard uniform if they wanted for one day with his own special clearance and and, and everything that nobody even know who the hell this guy is and he just sneaks in and he takes care of it for him so you know but the fact is that the brothers presented this evidence now that it looks like that he did not kill himself. It's all the, the same signs that we have with Chris Cornell's case. And what was Chris Cornell there? He was doing the same thing, trying to expose this elite human trafficking uh, Pizzagate story. And uh, people were, you know, just weren't weren't taking it serious. And, uh, you know, and so now here we are. What's this is seven years later since that happened. Um, you know, people are really starting to pay attention to the story now because of this, this break-in. It's just, it's been huge. It is. It is. Well, the big difference with Chris Cornell and Epstein is Chris Cornell is a very well-respected gentleman and did deserve to get what he got. Epstein, I could care less. And another note is, all these people want to try to call Al Capone a bad guy? Come on. Yeah, that's another thing that um, hopefully that people, and that's why it's really important to people to understand their heritage. And that's one of the things I'll be doing a report on here about my family heritage, you know, the Lithuanian Jews that came to America, to Chicago. And, um, you know, they were persecuted by the uh, the Nazis, World War II, and almost all exterminated. And so the, the few that did remain and that were able to come to America, that's my family. And, right. and you know, it's, it's something to say, you know, and Al Capone was the same way about, uh, you know, having, having respect for immigrants and, and for people that have come to America, um, that's what this country is about. And, you know, I'm real proud that, you know, my family, uh, the Annenbergs, um, you know, were able to, to have the success that they did. They created one of the biggest media empires in America. Uh, my uh, second cousin, um, the son of my first cousin, uh, Mo Annenberg, um, uh, Walter Annenberg, uh, he created TV Guide. 
Yeah. So, you know, it's again, with, with the whole respect to the Al Capone and what I was trying to explain everybody about that story is that Al Capone had great respect for, for people of color. Even he was the first guy to allow them, uh, uh, the African-Americans to play in, in jazz clubs back in, in the 20s and 30s. So, yeah, he's gotten a bad rap, I think. And, and I hopefully people see with uh, the screenplay that I wrote, Public Enemy Number 1, that's available on Scribd's site. And as well, they can listen on Spotify on my uh, Rock and Roll Death Brigade podcast. You can hear, we did an interview about the uh, the Mafia tapes, which I put out. I'll be putting out some more here this year so that people can hear the, the original true story of the American Mafia that was helped. It was, you know, my family was right there during the, uh, the, the whole early 1920s when they, the commission was started by the Chicago outfit. And I'll have the subsequent stories coming out about my father's involvement with the, the Teamsters. Uh, pension fund and and running the the real true story for y'all of, of the Irishman that y'all were told about um, I have the real true story behind all that so that stuff I'll be getting into more here in the future Sounds good. well I am now um, permanently banned off of X Twitter this just happened in the past couple weeks oh, or so well. Uh, I was banned previously for 14 months. They let me back, I think, for a, another year or so, and then I just got banned again. Um, I guess they, they weren't too happy with the reporting I did on the uh, Steven Spielberg connection to the uh, the little girl that died in Poltergeist movie and the girl oh, from, okay. from Land Before Time. I did a report on them, and then suspiciously they got all angry and and, and uh, took it down. But uh, and my, my whole my whole uh, page. So you can only visit me on Facebook right now is where I have my uh, Rocket uh, Cody, Randy Rocket Cody. And, you know, as well as the Facebook there. But just stay connected to TheMetalDen.com as well as RandyRocketCody.com. I'll have all, you know, new reports coming there soon. Yes, we got to get all that going. Randy, always a pleasure having you with us. This was a great morning to learn about what was going on in the music business and around the world. And, Definitely Bye-bye.